So in each of the readings, there's a lot to talk about, uh, but I wanted to start with just a few kind of comments because um, it helps maybe if more people can hear it together. So I've been responding a lot to these online. So just a couple little housekeeping issues. Uh, first of all, um, people have been asking about the words in the collect now where Father Chris, how come you are saying God forever and ever and some of the other priests aren't? Well, actually, Yes, it did say one God forever and ever for many years, but the USCCB has directed us in a formal um, statement to make this change for a more accurate translation. And so you will hear us say God forever and ever as per direction of the USCCB. So gotten a lot of letters on that. The other one is a lot of letters, surprising I didn't realize, I, maybe I'm not speaking clearly, is uh, people say that Father Kaz says, brothers and sisters, let us pray that my sacrifice and yours, and Father Chris, you only say brothers. How come you're being sexist? No, I say brethren, and brethren means brothers and sisters. So you'll hear me say brethren. So I get, I've gotten that a couple times, but the biggest one I get uh, is here on the floor. Uh, a lot of comments, many, many, many letters that this is a Masonic design on this floor because it's black checkerboard. Actually, this is green. I know you can't probably see on the screen, but this is, I can promise you, not a Masonic design on this floor. Plus, it's inconsistent pattern. Uh, it's it's a different pattern and it's green. It's not black. I know that's hard to say, to see, but um, so many letters on that. I can promise you this is not a Masonic design. That's the this is the last place that you will have a Masonic design. So please be at peace. Uh, some other uh, things uh, that we have uh, asked updates. Little Lucas, uh, thank you all of you for prayers. Um, I haven't talked to his friend yet in a few days. But the last report is he's home. He was the one that had the brain surgery. He's home. God bless him. Um, he seems to be. I'll get more updates later. But this is part of our Marian family. God bless you that we pray together, uh, that we pray for each other. That is just an outstanding standing part of being the body of Christ. And uh, certainly prayers for my mom. Thank you very much. Uh, and my mom, it's almost, uh, it's unbelievable really in some sense that, you know, uh, how many times she's been on the door of death and we keep praying, Lord, if it's your will, let her please, you know, be able to, to, to stay with us or however your will is. And she actually started to walk, which we didn't think was at all ever possible just a couple weeks ago. So God bless all of you and all of our Marian family. If you or your families have sick members, we have Eric Mull's parents here. God bless him. He's a special member of our Marian family that, that uh, I just found out about, uh, had surgery for uh, spinal issues. So God bless all of you and for praying for your loved ones, our loved ones. That's what being a Marian family is all about. Now, let's turn to why we're here, these passages. Okay, the first passage, you can do a whole talk on this. Jesus, or uh, God says, I knitted you in the womb. Okay, so listen to what the Lord says on the uh, first reading. It says here, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, notice that, before you were born, I dedicated you. Okay, does that then not confirm that God has created that being in the womb? 
He says, before you were born, I dedicated you. That means God has created that life in the womb. Who are we to destroy what God has created? God bless all of the people and that are praying for this, for pro-life. Uh, I kept you updated on the Dobbs uh, versus Jackson thing going through the Supreme Court. They heard initial oral arguments. This could be a very big moment for uh, the dedication of life, just as our Lord talks about. Then in the second reading, um, Sean, our postulate, just read about the importance of love. Now, a lot of people point to St. Paul and say, well, wait a minute. No, he says faith alone. Uh-uh. Paul says right there, we just read it, faith without something else is worthless. Now in James, it says works. That's why we Catholics talk about works. But here Paul says love. Now it's really an easy answer because really the answer is for Catholics, works are love. When we say that you need faith and works, we are not talking about washing your hands seven times or, or sacrificing a bull in a temple. We are talking about works of love. Those are the works of mercy. And the works of love are how we get to heaven along with faith. We need both. We Catholics have always taught this. So it's not faith alone. It's faith with works. Faith without works is dead, James says. And that works is really love. You know, on one extreme, the non-Catholic uh, evangelicals, they really focus on faith only. Now, on the extreme other right, you have some Catholics that think it's only the sacraments. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything else. If you just get administered the sacraments, you will be saved. You need both. This is the point. And you can't have just works alone. Like I can go and do donate my time at a soup kitchen or write a check to the soup kitchen, but if my heart isn't full of love, then those merits aren't really of any value. And, and yes, well, Father, we don't merit anything. No, we don't. But it's through the love of God that we cooperate with his grace that he merited on the cross. Then we put it into action, and that is the definition of mercy. Mercy is the highest form of love because it's when you take love. I can love you but if I don't do anything, if I don't show anything, are you really going to think I fully love you? That's when the rubber hits the road. When we take that love and not just say I love you, like the Bible tells us, not anybody who just says Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of God, but those who actually do what the Lord commands us. That is putting our love into action. And that is the definition of mercy. It's why we're here. It's why you're part of the Marian family. This is what mercy is. So love is the key. It's not just faith. It's not just works. It is works of love, faith with love. This is what we have. Now we go to the gospel. All right, you're getting all this here, catechism teaching today. Now we go to the gospel. And it was interesting because what's going on here? Our Lord is in the synagogue. Now, Jesus' habit was to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath. Okay, this is interesting. Now, he probably disagreed with many things because he went there and always was correcting the Pharisees, right? So our Lord, did he say, you know what? I don't agree with what they say, so I'm not going. No, he still went. It's the same with us today. How many people don't go to church because they say, I don't agree with what the priest says? 
Well, Jesus didn't agree with what the Pharisees were teaching in the synagogue, or the Sadducees were teaching in the synagogues, but he went. You know, what's interesting is he's the least person that needed to go. He's God, but he did. We should too, even if we disagree with the Pope or some of the bishops or even your pastor. We still need that love of community that we are with our brethren and the grace of the sacraments. You need both. It's not just the sacraments. You can't survive on just grace. You can't say, Lord, keep keeping grace on me, and you don't receive it in your heart. You need grace, but you need to receive it and then give with love. All right? So now, Jesus told St. Faustina that obedience is the key. This is, this is interesting, but not blind obedience. We don't want to fall into issues like Islam. We, we, we are to follow faith with reason. And it's funny because um, when Jesus proved this example of going to worship in the synagogue on the Sabbath, we should too. But what angered the people here was basically this compliment that Jesus gave to the Gentiles, right? The Jews were so sure that God's people were only the Jews. They despised all other. What's their problem here? Lacking love. Lacking love. It all ties together. The church is unbelievable. You can see where it's, it's, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, how they choose these readings and how they go together. You just have to unpack them. The reason here that Jesus is trying to teach them is that you, you, you are chosen by God for a mission. Chosen people doesn't mean you're loved more by God. Chosen people means you're chosen for a mission. And yes, you're chosen, but you're missing the point. Instead of loving your neighbors, you're, you're despising them. They believe that God created the Gentiles to be the fuel of the flames of hell. <laughs> wow. So this is what Jesus is trying to correct. So not, us think, not let us think God, um, it, it's so important that, that would not love every single person he created, especially those in the womb that we just heard in the first reading. Amazing. Let us not think that God can't use people because we are insignificant or unimportant. God uses the most insignificant and unimportant. We just heard from Paul in the second reading. He was very, you know, I mean, he was, we always say, ball-headed, bow-legged, hook-nosed, and four-foot-eight. I mean, geez, and God uses him to change the world. So our openness can't depend just on the message. And this is the problem. Or I should rephrase that, the messenger. Our, our interpretation, our openness to receiving something can't just depend on the messenger. You have to listen to the message. And I want to finish with this. Um, we, in our human nature, will look at the messenger. Like, for instance, have you ever had a situation where you've received, somebody came to you and said, Father Chris, you need to do this and this and this. And I'm kind of like, meh, okay. And all of a sudden, somebody else comes. And says the exact same thing. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, I need to do that. We were, it was the exact same message, but we received it from one person, but not the other. I think this is the message here. Have we disregarded a light from God because it came from a certain person? I'm not going to listen to that. That's from a Catholic priest. I don't want to hear it. 
Well, just because it comes from a Catholic priest doesn't mean it's not the truth. Or our parents, kids today, they'll listen to their friends, but they won't listen to their parents. Eh, be careful, because most every time, I think the parent may know better. <laughs> All right, so this is the error of what was going on here uh, that Christ was pointing out to these people in Nazareth. Um, and the fact was that they couldn't stomach that this was coming from just one of them. Isn't he just the son of Joseph? Isn't he just one of us? Who is he to tell us what to do? That's another part of human nature. Don't tell me. You're just, you're just like me. You're no better than me. So this is what they're saying to Jesus here. So the trap here in focusing more on the messenger than the message is that we lose the truth. I'm not, listen, I'm not doing that. That priest isn't holy. Despite the priest being holy or not, you're getting the grace of the sacraments. I'm not going to mass because that priest isn't holy. I'm not going to confession because that priest isn't holy. Yes, the priest needs to be holy. The priest needs to set the example. But you're still getting the grace. You're still getting the grace. So this is why Christ mentioned Naaman. What did he say during the time of Elisha, right? Many people in Israel suffered and they were suffering from leprosy. All right. Now, God did not send any of them to Elisha, though, but he sent Naaman, a foreigner. He didn't send any of the Jews. He sent a foreigner named Naaman to Elisha to cure. Jesus used this example to show that the prophets do not have a lot of honor among their own people because he's just one of us. I don't want to listen to him. Get somebody else. You know, it's so funny. We used to, when I worked at TRW in American Axle Manufacturing, I was an engineer, and I ran production. I also worked in the engineering, uh, the industrial engineering side of the business. We made axles at, at American Axle. We made axles. And at TRW, we made steering linkage. And I'll never forget, they brought in all these high-powered consultants from Cleveland and paid a fortune for these high-powered consultants. And you know what the consultants did? They told us the exact same things as what the line operators, this is when I was at TRW, the line operators had been saying for years. But we didn't listen to them. Well, they just, you know, they're just line operators. They, you know, they, they don't know. And so we, we, we didn't listen to them. So we, the company pays all this money for these high-powered consultants to come in to say the exact same thing that the line operators, so we spend all this money and we implement it. So I learned from that. And when I went to American Axel, we started to do the same thing. So we're laying out our eight and a half and nine and a half inch ring gear rear axles for GM vehicles, midsize SUVs. And we're doing it. And all of a sudden we're talking about bringing all these consultants and to make it better. Kaizen and TPS and Toyota production systems. And I said, well, what are the operators saying? So we went to the operators and the operators sat down with me. They taught me all about it. So I finally said, you know what, let's try this first. And it increased huge the production of the department. And the management's like, well, did you get the consultants? How'd you do? I said, no, we just did what the operators, they work it every day. See, just because it's the messenger, don't deny the message. And I think this is important. So Christ's message here is factual, it's real, and we have to be open to the truth. And so praise be to God 
that this is Christ's teaching, that we have to be open no matter who gives the message, that if it's the truth, we follow it. The definition of love is what Jesus did for us, gave up his life for another. And so right now, let us give of ourselves, because in pride, it's very hard that we want to listen and acknowledge we were wrong and maybe accept the guidance of someone else. This is what Jesus is teaching us here. And so for those who have been staunchly pro-abortion and pro-choice, we challenge you. Don't listen just to the messenger. Well, you're a faith nut. You're a faith radical. You're a Jesus freak. And therefore, I don't want to listen to this. No, we challenge you. Listen to the truth. Listen to the message. Don't even worry about the messenger. Life in the womb is sacred. God just told us he created it. We do not want to be the ones to destroy it. And that love, that here in the second reading, we're going to have Sean read from St. Faustina, that Jesus said, I created my whole law on love, but I don't see it. Let us be the examples so that we can see love amongst the whole world, but especially in ourselves. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.